I wish I could be on fly on the wall for those guys where every time you re-download Hinge, they, they just come back up and they're just there and they've always been there. Like, I've been on the dating app since I was 18. And yeah, they're all they're always there. So hope they're doing well. Welcome back to On The Rocks, a dating podcast. It's me, your host, the one, the only, the single, the fun, the... I'm trying to think of ways to describe myself. I am running out of adjectives, but I'm here, and it's me. I am Vanessa Rock. I am your host. If you do not know who I am, I am the host of this lovely podcast, On the Rocks, a podcast that has gone under a transformation over the last year from being a podcast where I just talked about my 20-something problems to talking about my dating problems, and uh, the journey has been interesting. So I appreciate you all sticking around over these last few months while I get my shit together because I just graduated college and so I took some time off to rest and now it's game time bitches I clearly watched a little bit too much TikTok while I was not podcasting but you know some character development I'm really excited to be back at the microphone today to be discussing the last few months of my life, kind of getting you guys caught up. What has Vanessa been doing? I know everyone's wondering. I, you were all waiting anxiously, so I'm here to tell you. And I'm also here to discuss the summer and what that looks like for me <laughs> because I am a postgraduate. I am a graduate of college now, everyone. I graduated from college. I'm going to say it four more times because I'm proud of myself. But yeah, so I graduated from San Diego State with my bachelor's degree in communication studies, summa cum laude. Hello, can I get a round of applause? Thank you. I appreciate your support. And I am entering the real world, or I guess I've been in the real world since a little bit before graduation. I've been working, started at an internship that turned into a job basically that is lasting throughout the summer and then I'm back on the job hunt so I am in the thick of my post-grad blues and typically I feel like it takes a little bit longer for people to experience their post-grad blues for me it took me about uh, you know two weeks for it to really sink in that I was not loving being outside of the academic institution and I you know, I'm kind of struggling to find my place as an adult already. You know, I think I typically am quick to evolve and I was quick to fall into the post-grad blues. So totally on brand for me. But that's kind of why I decided to take a little bit of a break. Initially, I just needed some time, you know, off for finals. And then that time turned into two months. So Maybe three months. I don't know how long it's been. But during that time, I've been recording episodes. And I did go on my first date post. uh, I don't like to say the word post, you know, um, prior to the thick of the pandemic. I went on my first in-person date, everyone. I know. Another round of applause. Thank you so much. I know. I know. I know. So I am excited to break all of that down with you. We don't need to discuss the post-grab blues too much. We're not going to get down on On the Rocks because it's already 
on the rocks. You know what I mean? We don't need to get too deep there. But basically, I'm working through it. I'm building a schedule. I am still in therapy. We all know that. We love therapy here on the rocks. And it's getting better. It's just kind of a weird place to be graduating in a time where the world is supposed to be opening up again and you're supposed to be excited and living your like hot summer and everything's going to be great and like woo the job market's booming woo and you're kind of just like oh my god I'm on a contract for a job and I am stuck in my house all day and I uh don't know why I didn't go to grad school and uh I'm very much alone my friends are moving away it's just kind of sad but that's all right I'm working through it like I said and within that I didn't really have time to date you know in the last few months I did go on a date uh I one-on-one in the last three months uh in the last actually year and a half so I did you know pace myself a little bit there getting back out into the dating world and now that I'm in it it's interesting it's interesting so should I recap my last date for you guys I think I should. I think you guys want to know what happened on my first date post, eh, whatever, post the thick of the pandemic. That's what we'll call it. So I went on a date in April. I think it was in April. Clearly, it was a one-time date. Uh, And uh, that's great. Totally cool. We went on a date. I went on a date with a man. It was fun. I had a really good time. And I learned a lot of things. I had a lot of like theories that I had come to understand throughout the pandemic validated on this date. And so, yeah, it was really great though. We did this like pizza tasting activity where we got a bunch of different pizzas from a bunch of different places in Little Italy, which is like this, there's lots of Italian food in this area of downtown San Diego, essentially. And so we went to the park, had pizza, had some wine. It was super fun. And... We didn't go on a second date, but we did linger a bit afterwards. And I feel like it's a very interesting way to experience your first date post-pandemic. It's kind of like, all right, well, we kind of liked each other, but we're like not necessarily like really that interested in going out again. But like if we keep talking, maybe we'll be interested and then you just kind of aren't really interested in going on a second date. And so things kind of just fizzle and you try to rekindle and then they just fizzle out. So That was my first experience uh, with that date, and I have not gone on a date since. I then, you know, graduated college and kind of was like, I'm not doing well, so I took some time off, you know, to rest. Uh, So now I have another date on Friday. Hey, I might not even go. You know, it's one of those things where he'll probably find this podcast before and say, hey, I'm going to cancel. Um... But it was nice, you know, to talk to you for, like, the one day we talked on Hinge. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I am actively dating everyone. That's kind of another reason the podcast, like, was not really top of mind. Because when you're not dating, you're not really thinking about dating. And it's not really something I love to sit around, you know, ruminating on all my previous, you know, failed dates. But it's something fun when it's happening and you're actively dating and you're putting yourself out there. And I've been putting myself out there quite a lot, actually, not even just romantically, but with friendships, like meeting up with friends that I've never met before. One of my really good podcast friends, her name is Nestle Mitchell. She's the host of the Not My Problem pod. 
And she and I have been friends for like the last year. We're in a group chat with a bunch of other podcast hosts or people who've had podcasts we met that way. And she came out to San Diego to visit me for a couple days. I saw my other friend, uh, Sarah from It Ain't It Sis podcast. She is one of my really good friends as well. And we saw each other the other day and it was so much fun. And I'm just kind of getting myself back out there because I think one thing that we're all kind of talking about recently is putting yourself back out there when you have the ability to do so, you're vaccinated, your, you know, state or county is a little bit more open, you feel comfortable going out, you now have to see your friends. Like, we didn't really have to do that for this last year. Like, there was always excuses you can make, like, oh, pandemic, not really feeling comfortable, or you just went out anyways. A lot of people weren't as strict as I was. But now I'm, like, going back out and, like, seeing friends I haven't seen in a really long time, and it's really exciting. And it is fulfilling a lot of the, like, social gap that I've had over the last year where I was just kind of stuck inside my house right like we all were and I would see my friends on zoom and like I actually got to see them in person and hang out with them and it was so so nice especially when you build like internet friends which is an interesting concept something I never experienced before but podcasting has brought me a lot of friends and it's been great to finally get to meet with them in person so yeah but it's exerting a lot of energy You know, I'm kind of a grandmother now. I did not realize I was a grandmother. Like this last weekend, I went out with my friends and your girl, one, forgot what moderation was, two, could not hang, and three, almost had a couple anxiety attacks out in public because California is now completely open and I am not fully transitioned out of the I like to wear my mask and stay at home phase. I am comfortable here and it's taking me a little bit longer than a lot of people that I know to kind of get myself back out there. You know, no fault of my own. It's just an adjustment period, but I stayed out until midnight both days. And I think it took me until like Wednesday to recover, like to fully feel like a functioning adult again. It was rough, like really rough. And I... And I think I was fighting against this grandma instinct that I have, or at least that I'm not 21 anymore. At the ripe age of almost 23, I feel as though I might have outgrown my crazy party phase that only lasted for six months, you know, before I went into the pandemic. But I think that was like quite enough for me, like quite enough. I went to one of my favorite bars, which is called Moonshine Flats and Moonshine Beach. They're the, kind of the same thing, same brand, same company in San Diego and they're like country bars and there's like a dance floor. I really like to do the dance floor. Like your girl will be on the dance floor. Like I love a bar when you can sit and you know just chat but like I do love a good dance floor because you get to exert all that drunk energy and it's a really good time. Went back out there for one of my friends going away parties and I did not feel like it used to feel. One because I was freaking out and was like I don't know how to feel post-pandemic. And Two, I was not about the men there. Like, I was just kind of freaked out the whole time that there were just, like, so many men and they were looking and, like, they were just their arms and they were touching you and, oh, my God, I just – um, yeah, I'm a grandmother. Like, that's what it is. Like, there's literally no other way to explain that I – literally cannot function around like sweaty, gross, you know, smelly men anymore and that used to be my playground. Like, I used to go there and just – Ugh, take it all in. Loved it. And you know, I hope I get back to that that phase. So if you guys are also at the phase where you're like, holy shit, it's a different world out there. I empathize with you. And if you're like, holy shit, yes, I've been waiting for this forever. 
I also support you. Like, this is a great time for you. I'm in the middle where I'm like, I am working through this and I will like it again one day. But it's it's really just like a weird time where, right, like I graduated college, the world is opening up. I have like adult money now, or at least some adult money. I opened up like a high yield savings account. Guys, I'm like, I'm like on finance TikTok. I read before I go to bed. I journal. So yeah, grandma hours are in full effect and everyone's talking about hot girl summer. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know, guys. I love the concept. I did ask you all what you thought about Hot Girl Summer, and I got some really great responses. So let me share them with you because I think, you know, in order for us to fully understand this concept and to identify if we are ready for Hot Girl Summer, we need to dive into what this definition is. To preface, it's a term that's coined by Megan the Stallion. We love her, and we love the term Hot Girl Summer because I see it all over TikTok. Even hot girl walks, like hot girl summer, hot girl walks, hot girl this, hot girl that, vax girl summer. You know, it's all of these really exciting, empowering terms that we use to describe, you know, taking charge of this phase of our lives. In the last year, we didn't have this opportunity to. So I asked you guys what hot girl summer meant to you, and this is what you said. And I quote, empowering myself and others to feel like the bad bitches we are, women doing whatever the fuck we want. Spending time with my girlfriends, going out, having fun, working out, working on myself, living my life by my rules. I love, I love those definitions. And you guys are like taking Hot Girl Summer seriously. I asked you guys if you're like out there on the prowl dating. And a lot of you said you were, like a good majority. And a lot of you said you've been going on like five plus dates. Hell Yeah. One, where are you finding the quality of men to go on that many dates with? I swear to God, I swipe through Hinge. And I'm like, did you guys all get wifed up? Like, even the regulars that I used to see on the apps, like, I used to see the same guys all of the time. And it was kind of like, you know, coming back to a high school reunion. Like, hey, bro, you haven't moved on. You haven't moved out of the hometown. Like, me neither. Like, not even seeing those guys anymore. So, you know, John and Eric and Jimmy, what the fuck? Are you wifed up? need an update like i wish i could kind of get an update i wish i could be on fly on the wall for those guys where every time you re-download hinge they they just come back up and they're just there and they've always been there like i've been on the dating app since i was 18 and yeah they're all they're always there so hope they're doing well but they're not there anymore so concerned anyways hot girl summer has this interesting connotation that it's kind of just like a summer, a time for the women to let their freak flags fly, empowerment of others, you're working on yourself, and just living for the moment. And I love all of these concepts. And it's kind of hard to do that for me personally at the moment. I'm like inching towards hot girl summer. I'm like, I feel it. Like I'm starting to feel the warmth. I'm starting to get color in my skin. Like I'm not as pasty as I was. So I'm starting to feel good, a little bit better than I was. And so... I see it. It's like, you know, the sun's rising and it's just like really going slow. And like that's hot girl summer. Like hot girl summer is rising. Like it's coming and eventually it will like manifest itself into me. But it's not quite that yet. And I think one of the reasons is because I am at this point where I'm really working on myself and I literally have a morning routine, guys. Like I am waking up, reading my book, going on a walk doing a workout, starting work at 9 a.m., working 
all day at the end of the day i take a walk i like do extra side gig work and like maybe i see a friend so like i haven't really had time to think about hot girl summer (laughs) and like i have had more time to just kind of like be a little bit down and now i'm like i think it's stable girl summer i feel as though emotionally stable girl summer is what i am thriving for and i think we should all be there emotionally stable hot boy summer hot girl summer hot non-binary summer like we are loving all of it and i think that there could be subgenres of hot girl summer I, I that's what i think i'm trying to say hot girl summer is an umbrella of a lot of different things we have vax girl summer we have stable girl summer we have um uh, i don't know what the other ones are let me know what you are calling this summer um <laughs> but just there's like a little bit of a subgenre area and it's kind of how you describe it how you internalize it what are you focusing on are you taking hot girl walks this summer is it hot girl walk summer is it start a podcast summer? Hot Girl Summer, she's there. She's on the horizon. Stable Girl Summer is something I identify with more. So let me know if you guys also identify with that. I think over this last year, we did a lot of hard work on ourselves. And now we can put all of that work into practice in a real world application where we have to actually be tried and tested and work through these things. I think I've noticed that a lot, even with dating and or seeing friends. Like I've had all of these thoughts over this last year about like how it would be. And now actually doing it in real life, like I'm being tried and tested, like this new Vanessa, this new grandma gal is out on the town trying to figure out who I am, how to stand up for myself, like how to have the boundaries and like the understanding of self that I had built over this last year and now put it into practice. And that's kind of an interesting way to kind of reintegrate when you're not just like the same girl who used to go party and like not give a shit about anything, wake up at 5 a.m. and go to bed at midnight and do it all because I just like wanted to have fun and like couldn't say no. Now I'm like, okay, I need to start putting those boundaries that I've built into practice and work through them and learn how to express myself in this new way that I've never had to express myself before. And I don't know if a lot of you can relate, but I hope you can because I think that we all had the opportunity to work on ourselves over this last year. And it is a little bit intimidating to get back out there and show this new version of yourself, especially when it comes to dating because there are so many different things that I think we all focus on now when it comes to dating. Either you're just like, really focused on having fun and having casual things come up and letting things flow or you're looking for something more serious because you knew what this last year kind of did to you and like what your expectations and uh, direction is when it comes to relationships or you're kind of just in the middle still trying to figure it out and going on dates and actively putting yourself out there. You have this kind of responsibility to stick up for all the things you cared about over the pandemic. I think a lot of us worked on boundaries and saying no and what we liked and what we didn't like in people because we had a quicker way to judge people on the internet and now we're back in person and trying to put that into practice and it's it's hard. So I am going to make sure I continue the conversation on my podcast about what this new world of dating looks like because I think it is a little bit of a new world. I mean, I'm not too experienced yet. I have this date on Friday. We'll see if it's a new world. Um, but it's it's definitely going to be interesting. And I think I learned a lot from the date that I went on a couple months ago about having realistic expectations when it comes to dating because, I mean, I am only almost 23. I don't like to say that I'm 22 anymore because I'm too close to 23 to say that I'm 
22 at this point. You know, I feel like that's undermining my age. I'm like 22 and like three fourths. So I previously would go on dates with unrealistic expectations, I would say. Unrealistic expectations and an unequal power balance and kind of just this desperation for people to like me, even if I didn't really like the other person. And so I kind of was dating in a way that wasn't necessarily the healthiest for me because I got myself stuck in a lot of situations where I immediately gave away the power and immediately put myself into the mode of really wanting to date someone who probably just only wanted to hook up with me. And I didn't understand that. And specifically within the last situationship I was in, right before the pandemic started, I put myself in the mode where I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to date him. I think he really likes me. And he was like, yeah, she's fine. Like, I'll see her again. <laughs> that was a complete and total disaster, especially on my end, because I ended up really hurt. And I didn't know why that was the case, because I couldn't read the signs. And I didn't have any understanding of how dating, like, actually worked. Uh, I was very much like a serial monogamist. I would say I'm still a little bit of that. But I was just kind of blind to, like, the sim signals and signs that I should have been picking up on that would have probably helped me navigate through dating a lot easier. And I heard this uh, theory the other day that I kind of wanted to share, and it's called The Box Theory. It's created by Tinks on TikTok. If you don't know who she is, you have to follow her. And basically, she says that in the early stages of dating, you're basically put into one of three boxes. The first box is the other person really wants to date you, and it's going to take a lot for them to not want to date you. And the second box is they'll see you again, but they're not really that interested and the third box is that they're just like not interested at all and you probably won't see them again um and it's pretty simple the way that we kind of categorize people and our interest levels and i think things can grow so i don't think boxes are like concrete i think that you can grow and like change within them but i think that a lot of the first stages of dating can definitely be predecessors to like how the actual relationship works out. And previously, I just thought everyone wanted to date me. Like, let's be honest. I was like, yeah, like they like, they really like me. They just invite me over at 10 o'clock, even though they just like, you know, don't like me. They really like me. And so I really like them. And I would end up being hurt. And on this date, I didn't even consciously do this. Or I, I didn't even think I knew about this theory at that point. But I kind of just new I think that I initially put him in like the box of like oh like if it lingers like cool if we go on a second date cool and I think he put me in that box as well like I could pretty much tell that that's kind of what the vibe was whereas previously I would either be like a no or a yes and I wouldn't kind of give myself that like leeway and so it was like a nice way to do that we ended up not going on a second date it just kind of fizzled out over a text and that's cool like it was perfect it actually kind of worked out great and um it was because I allowed myself to kind of categorize my feelings rather than obsess when I wasn't getting the reciprocated emotional response back that I thought I should be getting, even if I didn't necessarily like really want to date the other person. So I just wanted to show that theory. I think you guys have probably seen it on TikTok. Nick Vial has one that's very similar called the movie theater theory. Uh, you go see a movie and you really want to see that movie again. You love the movie. You're obsessed with the movie. You tell all of your friends about the movie. You go see the movie and then like you'll watch it if it comes on cable, but like you're not like really going to seek it out, but you'll watch it again. Or that movie was terrible. I'm never going to see it again. So it just kind of makes a little bit more sense and it kind of 
for me, provides me with a little bit more of a sense of power when it comes to dating. It makes me feel a little bit more comfortable in it and a little bit more willing to put myself back out there, which is kind of where I'm at now. I'm, I'm ready to put myself back out there. And um, yeah, so pray for the men of San Diego. <laughs> Vanessa's on the prowl. And I swear to God, I know, I know one day a man is going to listen to this and be like, holy shit, she's a psycho. And, you know, a lot of it is true. <laughs> so... Welcome to the world of Vanessa, the mind of Vanessa. I do spend a lot of time thinking about this stuff because I find it fascinating. And I know that a lot of young singles do as well. That's the whole purpose of On the Rocks. We talk about the weird, uncomfortable part of dating because there's more to dating than just finding the one. There's a lot of self-growth. There's a lot of work that goes into dating. And I want to talk about it because I'm figuring it out as I go. And I am working through the shit from my previous relationships and making sure I don't bring them into my next. And I hope you guys will do the same thing. I hope we're all down to work on ourselves, guys. It's stable girl summer. We're going to therapy and we are working on ourselves and we're becoming better so that one day we can be better for someone else and or just better for ourselves. Like, fuck that other person. I mean, honestly, if it happens, it happens. But the whole purpose is to become better. And the more and more we date, the better we get at being able to express ourselves and understand ourselves too. So that's kind of where I'm at too. I'm coming out of my post-grad blues, post-pandemic blues at the same time. A lot is going on with me. And so it's important for me to come back to the podcast and talk about it all with you because I value your guys' feedback and I know that you guys have pulled some really interesting nuggets from On The Rocks and potentially have applied it to your life. So I really appreciate you all sticking around for today's episode. I talked really quick. I talked a lot and I'm feeling good about it. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you stick around. I hope you are down for the ride of whatever chaos dating and drinking in your 20s brings here on the rocks make sure to follow on the rocks at on the rocks.pod on instagram and you can follow me on my personal at that's vrock i also have a website guys i have a website and you guys can check it out it's vanessarock.com i also have um some of my like post-grad business stuff on there as well but you can apply to be a guest for on the rocks everything that's vanessa is basically on that website and you can email me at any time if you're curious about being a guest and or you just want to share your thoughts with me i'd love to figure out how to make this a little bit more interactive as well and get your guys's feedback maybe even start an advice segment would you guys want to hear advice from me i am really great at giving advice like i was the deaf in high school everyone so don't worry, I could provide you advice. And um, yeah, I was like that girl that no one listened to, but like everyone would ask for advice. Like my friends were like, I really want to break up with them. And I was like, you should break up with them. Here's why, A, B, and C. And they'd be like, oh my God, Vanessa, you're so right. And then they would date them for another year. <laughs> That's just how things work. I think I talked about that on one of my last episodes too. Like why we just like don't listen to our friends when they give us advice and why we don't listen to like ourselves when we're in a relationship. So if you're curious to hear more about that, that's on my episode Vaccinated and Confused. I am still vaccinated and confused, but now I'm dating too. So vaccinated and dating and confused. So welcome. Welcome to the ride. I'm excited to be back. I have a lot of really exciting guest episodes coming up. And I cannot wait for you to hear them. So subscribe, Apple Podcast. Hit me up on Spotify. You can rate and review on Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, five stars only nice things. We love the nice things. And that's it for me. I'm signing off. I'll catch you guys next time on The Rocks. Bye. I'm on the rocks.